There we go. Start from the so, top. So that was a lot of silence, huh? <laughs> it was a lot of Luna talking to herself. We're professional podcasters. Professional. This is the Welcome live version. <laughs> Welcome to Last Week Geek, where half of the conversation is just Luna, and the other half is just me cheering her on, going, yeah, podcast by yourself. It's like streaming, but with a coach. <laughs> Go, Luna, you can do this. Okay, how about you talk about this now? Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, and in five seconds, you're going to switch topics, and we're going to swing into our sponsor, oh which goodness. we don't have one. Can <laughs> you imagine if somebody actually streamed like that, like with a little voice, like with somebody on um, Discord saying what they have to do next? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there were like stream coaches that did that. <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do that. But let's start it from the top. Happy yes. Friday. Great to always end my Friday with this with you. Great way to end out the grind of a week because all my creative energy is peaked and ready to pop like a balloon yeah same so i don't stream during the week actually i just kind of um take time to recharge my batteries and um do art commissions that i've got lined up which i'm very behind on um <laughs> so friday is always nice because i get to um start my stream again and i get to hang out with you on a podcast and I'm really liking the system that we have now with doing this every second Friday. It just kind of rounds out the week. Yeah, and it works out because there's stuff that we can actually talk about, be excited about coming soon, and then you can hear us yammer about it and then actually experience when it goes live, hence the last week part of the geek. <laughs> yep. I like it. But as always, I'm Sounds Not Straight. And you can find me on all social media links that will be posted in the podcast description. And this is my wonderful co-host. Hi, I'm Lunaromi, and you can also find me in all of the links. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And I kind of have a Instagram, although it's <laughs> I'm so bad at posting on it. So, you know, forget that last part. It doesn't exist. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you like to see cute pictures of cats and birds, my Instagram is definitely your content. Also, I sometimes post Aldi finds because I'm actually secretly a 45-year-old mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. We're going to go over different um, things for fun is uh, today. So, if you want to start off the uh, the top of the, the charts. I'm very, very excited. So, we're going to start off with talking about, just touch base with a few ESO things. Uh, Mark Hearth is coming out on the 2nd of November for PC. So, that's very exciting. We're closing in on that. And um, some upcoming events have actually been announced on ESO. So, um, there is the... Stand, stand up to cancer game on charity event that's going to be happening with the UK ESO um, streamers and they're also going to do it alongside Pete Hines who's the Bethesda software vice president of marketing um, Good old so Uncle that's going to be very exciting I'm kind of excited to see um, Pete actually start getting involved more on the ESO side of things he's always been really big in just Bethesda yeah. general especially like Ubi, like um doom side of things he kind of had his hand in legends when that first launched and tried to revive it with his presence but it just wasn't quite there and 
now Legends is kind of in this limbo of existing, non-existing, like Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> and then, you know, we have, now he's like getting more into ESO and ESO is kind of like, it's glamorous right now. It's cool to play ESO. <laughs> Not that it Which never really wasn't. It's strange. Right? It, it's strange because ESO has always, to me, a lot like people who play ESO obviously love it, praise it, played in and out. Hello, you know, I might have a problem. Um, Just a bit. <laughs> A lot of people who don't know ESO are always like, oh my god, isn't that that dead MMO? And no, it's not. <laughs> it's really not dead. It's very quite the opposite. I think ESO is, I think, thriving now more than it has ever before, especially with like this um, whole Solitude chapter that has come out. A lot of people, yes. you know, who wanted Skyrim Online when it first was announced, they now ha are like, that little step closer to that. It's not Skyrim Online, but it's just that step closer. It's an MMO really first. It yeah, will always exactly. be an MMO first. And that's exactly. not bad. No. Go play Skyrim Definitely if you want to play Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> go play Skyrim if you want to play Skyrim. If you want to play single player, go play Skyrim. <laughs> if, you um, want, if you want to play a sandbox with excellent lore and storytelling and great action combat, Go play Genshin Impact. I mean, ESO. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's hooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, bit. that Stand Up to Cancer Game On charity event is happening on October 20th. Um, it's going to be on the Bethesda channel. And it's actually on the ESO website. So you can keep an eye out for that if you'd like. And then, like every year, we are getting the Witches Festival co uh, content. Yeah, that's the right word. Super hyped. <laughs> The Witches Festival um, event, which I think is many people's favorite event of the year. Mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of people always being like, oh, yes, Witches Festival. So yeah. that's coming on the 22nd of October and going through until the 3rd of November. Um, as always, we'll be able to get three tickets a day, um, mm -hmm. event tickets. And this will be the last, the start of the last Indrik. Yes, you can get yourself the, as uh, we have dubbed it, the Instagram Spooky Christmas Red Indrick. Um, Instagram Spooky Christmas? I call it the Ketchup Indrick. <laughs> I mean, it's such a weird red. It looks like dried it blood is. or dyed leather. I it's think red. It's it, yeah. like ketchup on a plate. I don't know. I feel like ketchup <laughs> would be brighter. It looks like old ketchup that dried out. In a little bit. <laughs> Like it's not it's not a bad color, it's just a different color than I was anticipating because the the moss was so bam green in your face. It was such a so it, vibrant green. Yeah. yeah. And like the previous colors have been very vibrant and then they did this very muted indrek. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I'm not I'm not, not mad. It's just different. It's not I yeah, the baby is going to be cute though. I feel like the baby's going to be good. Babies are always cute. I mean, they how are. can you say no to baby Indrik unless you're an absolute monster? <laughs> this is true. You know. <laughs> but speaking um, of monsters, the new Grave Dancer weapon styles are going to be so good. Yes. There's going to be new throwing bones memento mm -hmm. and there's going to be new Grave Digger weapon styles, which I'm kind of really excited to see what they'll look like. So far, based off the teaser image that I'm seeing, uh, we're going to get some kind of two-handed scythe dealio and a shield with skulls on it. So nothing to tote at. So it's going to be very Halloween-y. It looks like it might even match the Glenumbra set almost. I'm not sure. We'll see. It's going to be cool. But yeah, so 
That's going to be um, from the 22nd of October to the 3rd of November. Mark those down if you want to get an Indric, especially because it will be the start of the last Indric. Last um, Indric. Then we'll have something else to grind. I'm really curious what we're going to get next. Me too. I'm interested to see because the Indric was Somerset. Does that mm -hmm, mean exactly. we're going to get something elsewhere or something Skyrim to grind for? If it's something Skyrim, part of me is really scared. I don't know. We've gotten, with the Greymoor chapter, we've gotten a lot of kind of gruesome looking mounts. So if it's going to be something with that, I'm kind of scared it's going to be a gruesome What if mount. it's still the deer theme and it's like the veiled fawns? And the, I'm in. <laughs> the I am 110% in veiled fawns. Give me all of them, please. <laughs> yeah. Or if they did something with bears. That might be cute. That'd be mm. cute, yeah. I don't know. Bears are not, kind of 50 -50. not everybody like likes bears. I think they wobble weird when they when they run. True, and they probably will. So here's the thing I've noticed with the Indric versus what you can normally get is the Indric is distinctly just for the event, whereas mm -hmm. like every other mount you can get for the crates, purchase gold. So this is, true, yeah. this is obviously going to be something that we haven't seen unless we've only seen it as a monster attack. If at all, if it's mounts at all, like that could be the other thing. It could be something totally different. We don't know. I think they should just give us a new free house every quarter instead of Indrix. I, I would. Be okay that, that would be amazing. Imagine collecting <laughs> foundation pieces like the Indrix. Yes. Same <laughs> amount of grind, same cost, and then you combine it together, and then it's a house that upgrades the next season. Listen, if you gave me a free house like that, I would grind that thing every single event. I would actually, that would be like the thing I would actually grind for. And you know me, I hate grinding. Whatever it is, I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like, imagine like, okay, so you get this base house, kind of like how you got the base Indric, and then you get upgrade materials to alter it through the different seasons, kind of like how the Indrics had like mm -hmm. the frost the gold and stuff like that imagine like the house would have different seasons like spring summer um in spring we could get a really pretty garden expansion kind of thing for the house in summer we could get a really nice balcony overlooking like wine fields or something i don't know that'd be cool I'm, I'm dreaming at this point um but <laughs> i'd be down <laughs> we'll be see down. we'll see i don't think it'll happen but we can no. hold our breath <laughs> we can hold it's our breath it's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. Um, and the final thing that's been announced is Tamriel Together Guild Contest. This is going to be awesome. So um, there's actually several prizes in this. You have until 7th of November to enter. And what they basically want you to create is a recruitment poster or video. The video can be no longer than two minutes and will have to be uploaded on YouTube. And all submissions will have, will have to be entered um up until the 7th of november but i think it's really cool and this can be featuring any sort of guild like you talk pve pvp rp just plainly social guilds like doesn't matter what guild it is make a recruitment film or um poster for your guild and enter that there are some incredible prizes there'll be two grand prizes for each of the um categories so video and posters um I don't actually know what the grand prize are. I didn't write them down. <laughs> Three thousand crowns for the grand for the two grand prize winners. Two cat one per category: poster and video. So three thousand crowns for every a 
ACTA member, which probably means you've logged in in so many days. For each ACTA oh, member, yeah. you'll get a unique mount based on the existing Alliance Warhorse decorated with the winning guild's tabard colors and crest. You'll get a wall banner for the interior for the guild's chosen base game tavern bearing the winning guild's tabard colors and crest and a book retelling one of their favorite in-game memories together. For each active guild member, a house furnishing banner for the wall bearing the winning guild's tabard colors and crest matching that one in the, that is in the tavern and for each active guild member a house furnishing book that is a replica of the one that we place in the tavern so basically there's going to be a tavern in game where you see this guild's banner and a book that commemorates the tamriel together experience and there's going to be two of those so you'll see two banners two books in the live world and then all those members are going to get horses crowns as well as replicas of the banners and the book. My that, jaw is completely dropped. Like That's amazing. Wow. There are some amazing guilds out there on both EU and A. I, ho yeah. hope, I wish they would have done four. That would have been much better because then you'd have two for EU, two for NA. Yeah. But, oh you my know. goodness. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so... I feel like this is going to like bring out the competition, I feel. Yeah, people are going like, to make some insane projects because yeah. the the posters, you're not allowed to do anything screenshot-wise. It has to be purely created. That's insane. Oh, my goodness. So I look forward to seeing all the entries and stuff like that. Me too. And seeing what people do for it. It'll be so cool. I can't wait. And then the runner-ups are, it's going to be two runner-ups, same thing, poster video. 1,500 crowns for each active member. And then they get a house furnishing banner for the wall, bearing the winning guild's tabard colors and crest, and a small nod to the guild in-game as a one-sheet asset based on the favorite in-game memory that the guild experienced together. A one-sheet can... So instead of getting a book, they get like a little sheet, and everybody gets a replica of that as well. So That's while so cool. they won't have a, a banner in the tabard, they still get somewhere a sheet in the game. You know, and I feel like this is really, you know, giving props to guilds that's that have been together for a long time. Mm -hmm. And like, it just, it's so special. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's so special. And I think it's so cool that they're doing this. And I, I like the fact that it still has like, like, it's still very ESO. You don't have to be a role play guild to be in it, but it has that heart of lore vibe mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. That everyone's going to enjoy. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, even if you're a PvP guild, if you have a in basically a tavern in game with all your stuff on it, you're going to be heckin' proud of that. Like, look, that's my guild, you know? Yep. Like, we're um, packed, we hang out in the rift, or something like that, you know? <laughs> VC. VC's going to win. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who wins. Nah, it will be awesome. I can't wait to see what people come up with. I'm excited either way. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm exceptionally excited to see the posters, actually. Same. The videos are going to be cool, but like the posters are going to bring out some amazing artists, I feel. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. And then next up, we're going to talk about Baldur's Gate 3, which the early access has just been released. And I've been 
piddling around through that. I've always been a fan of the Baldur's Gate slash D&D franchise. So it's really fun for me to see it get a, a revive. This is a, I wouldn't say it's bare bones for a launch, but I would say it's definitely an early access. It's got its bugs. It That's has... what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten it because I, I don't, I just don't, I've never, I've never played any Baldur's Gate. And for me right now, for it being early access, I don't want to pay for it yet. I'm going to see where it goes. Um, but I have mm -hmm. heard that there's currently a lot of bugs. And a lot of people saying that they wish they would have waited for release. Yes. I wish they... I, I understand... Okay, so here's here's the thing with early access games. Usually you see double A studios or even smaller studios use it to get a little spike in interest and some spike in revenue. Which I don't blame them for because they don't have uh, AAA cap capitalism funding them. So... It's just, you know, this is a way for the dev studios to get that that break so they don't have to crunch as hard for less pay. So that's good. But I would say it's good. It's good. They've, they've got good bones. Out the gate, they have tons of customization character options. So you can really enjoy the roleplay aspects, even with out all having all the races that they're going to eventually add the replay value is going to be good the yeah same. i did hear that right now it has i think in early access 20 hours of story mm -hmm. apparently right now um they have six classes available on early access but more will be added right now to have fighter wizard cleric rogue uh ranger and warlock yeah larian studios is doing really they worked on Divinity, Original Sin, mm -hmm. so they don't make joke products. It's going to have really good combat. The The storytelling aspect is, is not necessarily their, their weak point, but it's something that Baldur's Gate is allowing them to shine a little bit more in, um, just because the game is driven by that in a good way. So it'll be interesting to see as more gets added to it. I'm already very impressed that it feels like a D&D game with the roll chance system and you can more than one ways skin that cat to enjoy the gameplay. So that's Sorry. good. Okay. But uh, so far I've enjoyed what it has offered and I've enjoyed um seeing what the devs are excited about i feel 60 dollars for early access is even for a small studio a bit steep to ask for so i would not blame anybody who does not buy it and just simply enjoys the hype and supports the content creators and the studios by just existing in the hype uh as we could say because there's more than one way to support content out there you don't have to feel financially beholden to slap down 60 dollars for example you could just simply like like a tweet retweet it or even just like you know talk about it to your friends and then they'd be like oh i'll slap down 60 bucks for this because i actually love it and i didn't know it was happening because apparently you live under a rock and don't know what <laughs> games are <laughs> like i i mentioned it to my dad that the game was coming out and he's just like oh so I'm going to go buy it because we played all of the Baldur's Gates together when we were growing up. Oh, that's cool. See, yeah. I've never played any of them. 
um, and I only really got, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, the first time I heard of um, D&D was through Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> The first time I heard, because where I grew up, like in Liechtenstein or nor here in the Dominican Republic, it was just they don't have a very um very nerdy, geeky culture here, you know. So um, it, that just doesn't it never existed in my whereabouts, I guess. And um, I learned more about D and D when I got together with Fonzie because he was really into it and he taught me it. And I did play, I did start one campaign. Um, ages ago with fifth edition D and D, and that's what Baldur's Gate is. Yeah, that's what yeah. a lot of people say. That's what Baldur's Gate is based off of as well, isn't it? The yes. fifth edition. Yes, fifth edition. I feel like is the perfect blend of mechanics and role play. They really have looked back to their previous editions and said, "What if we didn't do fourth again?" Uh, <laughs> I started with A D and D, and then my dad was like shoot i have 300 dollars. let's just buy the latest edition that came out which at the time when we were getting into DD was 3.0 and 3.5 slowly after that um he taught us to play on AD&D, and then as we were starting to play and make characters and he was digging up old stuff and dust flying everywhere and my mother yelling at us he was like mm -hmm. you know what let's just buy new stuff <laughs> and i'm like okay so we went to like uh what was like books a million or something like that and he just bought all the new stuff and a pre-made campaign and a shiny box and i'm just sitting there going popping out pogs of goblins and skeletons and reading on what the dice do and they're all color coded it's like roll the orange dice to see if you hit <laughs> add your score to the the modifier and i'm just like this is fine <laughs> And uh, so that, and then we loved how complicated third was, and that I I remember subscribing to a magazine because that this was like the the nineties two thousands when magazines were still cool, um, <laughs> and I subscribed to um, Dragon Magazine, and they would send us once a month like all this supplemental information that we could apply to our campaigns and my dad would go through it and he'd be like this is broken or this is fine and i remember going i want to play a half archon which is like saying a half angel and he's like <laughs> no go take a hike and then they made it like base in like fifth edition so it was just like you take a hike <laughs> that's really cool that you were able to bond over that that sounds like a really fun time it was great because then like and this was when we were in middle school and my brother was like late elementary so then all our friends would come over and we were the D, &D house we'd get like pizza stay up late play dungeons and dragons which ultimately with my friend group turned into me being the dating simulator for them <laughs> it's like oh oh i want a scene with my boyfriends now okay <laughs> the elf looks at you and goes we must defeat the dragon i want to kiss him he kisses you and then says we must defeat the dragon. And then I want to <laughs> hug him. Okay. <laughs> Why do they keep talking about defeating the dragon? I don't know. <laughs> ah, we were young. <laughs> That's That was like our D&D experiences growing up. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really... I, I want to see where it goes. Um, but I'm very interested in playing Baldur's Gate 3. It looks really good. The character creation of what I've seen looks oh, yes. insane. 
It's, and it already is. right now, they have a ton of races available. Not all races, like you said, but they do have a ton of races available. I heard that they have a bunch of different tieflings um, available already. And like mm-hmm. I said, six classes. And apparently, it really matters um, how you create your character. Because the NPCs will apparently completely react towards your character and his or her's background. Yeah. And it, it's just... <sighs> It's really nice. And what's great about it is the devs were smart when they made this customization option. They made the instead of like wasting so much time and energy and like sliders and stuff like that, they just went your presets. We can do a poop ton more combos. It's less time on developing it. And therefore, it allows us to make more combos, basically. So they have every skin color under the rainbow, eye color from natural to unnatural. So like I made a elf that looked like it had fey blood in it, for example. So he's got like purple pink skin and black eyes with purple highlights. So (laughs) interesting background. It's really cool. And honestly, no two characters look alike unless you just sit there and go like same hairstyle, same face kind of thing. But the the, the fact that they added so many combinations and they've added a good amount of different like human bait inspired like minority background style combinations, which is which is good. And I look forward to seeing them add more because more is always better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Alone, alone for the character creation, I'm like, man, I really kind of want to play it. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that they have like voice acting cho- choices and for the size of the studio with the amount of voice acting options is pretty dang good. So wait, they have voice acting options for like your character or? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yes, they do. So he was just like, oh, yeah. And he smiled and nodded. <laughs> He's just like, you're about to drop 120 between the two of us. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and you get to like make like a dream date or something like that. And you get to pick the voice acting for them and customize how they look. And <laughs> it's good. Oh my goodness. I might have to get it eventually. I would definitely out of early release. <laughs> yeah, I would wait till after the early release. I mean, it's still good to play. It's um. The amount of content that's out right now is what a a trend I'm seeing with a lot of games, what I call streamer bait, where it's a it's a short enough game that a streamer could burn through it between uh, one to two weeks while the hype is still big and then be able to say, okay, well, that was great community. Let's move on to the next game. And then like. When the update comes out, they'll be ready to either restart or go with the original character, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a smart thing um, if you are using streamers as your workforce of getting your game out there kind of thing. Have like Mm -hmm. a nice polished session that you feel like would be worthy of your your game franchise. So whether you feel like your game is worth a preview of multiple streams or one stream and then push it out that way you see a lot of games doing that with codes there's a new game that's coming out with a uh, monster camp they did the the monster dating game and they're like 
having people sign up, for example. And I'm kind of excited because the monster dating game was amazing. <laughs> monster dating game? Is that the name of it? No. The actual name. Are you talking about monster? I don't know if that one is monster high. It's monster prom. Monster prom. So, and they, they're making a two called monster camp. Was and... monster prom the thing that Jesse Cops did? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. And it's got multiplayer and solo player. So that's. And the fact. So the big highlight with this one is you can choose your pronouns and they have like different pronoun based monsters you can pursue, which is super cool, including yeah, non binary. I wanted to try that one out because it does look a lot of fun. I would definitely be down to doing that. That would be a fun, fun, fun with a group of yeah. friendos. So. But that's totally an aside. <laughs> now let's talk don't about. We get what... sidetracked. We're professional. We're completely professional. We scripted this. We practiced this, Luna. Yeah. Yeah. 600% scripted. That, that's why we only do it every second week because the other week we're just, you know, spending the whole day practicing it. We're sitting there. We're running our paces. I'm building up a sweat <laughs> going, okay. And then we're going to get into this. And then Luna's <laughs> doing like tire jumps on the side and jump rope. And Fonzie's like counting out the time, like one, two, three, four. <laughs> and Code's eating ice cream going, yeah, you girls do it. <laughs> I can see it in front of me like a comic strip right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now let's talk about um, what's been sucking our souls away for the last week and some change. Genshin. Oh, my God. I downloaded on my phone yesterday and oh. now I have no life. It's so good. It's so good regardless where you pay it, play it because I started off playing on the phone and then I went over to mouse and keyboard and I'm like, ah, oh, it's seamless and I don't feel like I have to relearn controls. It's so good. It's it's really good. So Afonzi has a big problem with it and that's to him. It just completely and utterly feels like a um, Breath of the Wild ripoff. <laughs> That's I feel... what Fonzie feels about it. I haven't really played Breath of the Wild enough to be able to say that. Um, I, I don't know. I love it. I just know that I heckin' love it, and I have been playing it every single day. So here, as someone who has either A, experienced or B, played, it's like if Breath of the Wild and Final... No, Breath of the Wild and... Fire Emblem Heroes had a baby and raised it as a gotcha. Because Fire Emblem Heroes is a gotcha in itself. Yeah, it is. Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> Still trying to get my hero. I got Lysithia. I'm happy. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I just... you know, that's Luna. She gets lucky like that. Just gonna ignore that and move on now. <laughs> No, I just um, want Frederick. That's all I want is Frederick. <laughs> that's all I've wanted since the game came out, and that's all I still want is Frederick. <laughs> just pick a um, god and pray. <laughs> um, but no, Genshin is really cool. Currently, it has um, a bunch of different characters. It like it, it works with different elements. So every character has a different element. For example, you have Amber. She's an archer. She, she controls fire, so if you load up her arrow, it shoots a fiery arrow. She can she has this bunny um, teddy bear thing. It's a that she, Baron, Baron Von Bunny. 
Yeah, then she throws up and it just explodes. Um, and, and it's a taunt too, so it's great to kite it's with. It's a taunt too. It's great to kite with. I I did a really hard boss last night. I just threw that thing out, and the boss was just focusing. I'm like, yes, you go get it. <laughs> well, I feels shoot like, you over here. <laughs> it feels like her and um, goth baby, um, Odin, pigtails has a, a taunt bird as well too that does doesn't oh, explode official. official thank you that's like goth baby pigtails uh <laughs> look i got her as a pull i wasn't expecting her and now she pigtails destroys pull. things yeah. yeah she does she just melts through everything she's really uh, cool and i got like a constellation upgrade on her so now everything's just dying and i feel obligated to keep her on the team even though i like amber more <laughs> but amber hey. is really good utility wise i feel yes. like with like with the puzzles that are around and stuff like um i have xiangling um which is a spear fire type um person and i really like her i really grinded i i grinded hard for her like i grinded up to level 20 to do the abyss thing so i could get her and everything and um now i'm kind of disappointed um, I really like her character because every character has a story as well, which is really cool. And as you adventure with them, you unlock more of the story. Um, so that's really cool. But utility-wise, she just doesn't, she just doesn't beat Amber because every time I want to like, for example, if there's like just little puzzles in the game, and you have to use um, elements on those puzzles, and we'll show which one. But for example, if there's a fire one on Amber, I just load up an arrow and I shoot the arrow and it's lit up. On Xiang Ling, I have to put up her bear teddy thing, and he burns everything in front of him, and then that has a cooldown, and I need to go over to the next one, do the same thing again, wait for the cooldown to... It's just... It's... It's... A hassle, really. She doesn't have a heavy that rocks the element? No, she doesn't. Oh, that sucks. That's like, uh... I fell in love with, uh, Noelle. I got her as a pull because, you know, she's part of the starter bundle. And mm -hmm. you can you can get these pulls, mind you guys. For those who are worried about gotcha games and it being free, you literally can do everything in the game for free by just yep. playing the game. Just play the game. And, and honestly, talk about getting it for free and not paying into it. I, just to test it out, I did get two things that I paid for. And of one of the things, I got 300 crystals, which is the, like, the real money kind of currency in there. Um, but that doesn't get you anywhere, because 100 crystals gives you 100 primo gems, which, here we get to the complicated 5 billion currencies part. Um, the primal oh gems is, you, is what you need to get a fate. The fate is what you need <laughs> to get the characters. Oh, my eyes are crossing. <laughs> And one fate costs 160 primal gems, and 100 crystals only gives you 100 primal gems. So for real life money, you don't even get that many primal gems. And I just, it's not worth it in that game. If you're gonna be spending real life money, you're gonna spend a lot of real life money, so don't do it. Because yeah, everything's really available for free. You can do the quests, you get a ton of primal gems. You can do the different um, dungeons. I call them dungeons. That's not what they're called. But you can do different dungeons. They give you a ton of Prima Gems. Dailies. You can get 60 Prima Gem from dueling your dailies. Which, the dailies are a lot of fun, actually. Because they're 
story revolved. Like, you know how usually, like, in ESO, you do dailies. They're repetitive. They're the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah. Um, here, they're not. Here, like, I've unlocked Liu, and um, there's some things in Liu that are happening. And as you progress the story around that area, um, a different daily unlocks that Ooh. will basically tell you. But, but this is, like, once a day it unlocks. Um well, we'll tell you, okay, today you do this, and then the next day you do something that maybe has something to do with what you did the previous day. It's like, it's it, it's still progressive with the story, so I kind of call them progressive dailies. They're not tedious tasks like, oh, go um, collect five of these things and kill three of these things over and over again, you know? Which it has the potential to do that, so, but let's talk, like, this game made their entire dev pro, uh, dev budget back in two weeks. We're talking about voice acting, play testing, bug fixing, um, product testing, dev work hours in Damn. two weeks. This is a international game, so it's not just like, you know, English speaking, it has uh, Chinese, Korean, and Japanese. There's a lot of money going into this game. Everybody <laughs> likes the pretty waifus, but two weeks they made it back. That's insanity that people are dumping that kind of money in this. And that hopefully yeah. goes back into more game content because honestly, I want more. <laughs> yeah, right now I haven't actually played through the whole storyline. I've kept it... Um... I like basically complete the Mondstadt storyline part of it, but afterwards mm -hmm. you go to Liu. I haven't done any of that. I've just been exploring and doing dailies and collecting primal gems. That's all I've been doing. But you can like round out your time really well with it, with just doing that, and you don't even notice it. Um, but there are expansions planned that will also expand the map. And talking about expansions and new characters. When you load in on Genjin, it shows all the symbols of the different elements. And from the characters available right now, there's one missing. Ooh. There's this kind of heart, and some I've seen it in green sometimes, so I feel like there's going to be a kind of leaf element of some sort, or like grass element, nature, I don't know, something like that. Because we have geo, and we have water, and ice, and fire, and everything, and lightning, but and we don't have leaf. And there's technically hurly curls that use leaf element for their shields. And I'm only mm -hmm. like at the beginning of the game. So like I just started getting into level 10 adventure. If that gives you how far I've gotten into this game, but it's fun. And that's only been like three, two serious game sessions that I've been mm -hmm. playing this. So I I've feel been like doing a lot of side quests, so. <laughs> yeah, you get distracted with them, but it's good. I really like the side quests in the game as well. And the exploration is just unending. It's <laughs> endlessly beautiful. It has collect-a-thon, it has discovery, discoverables. Like I've been looking for like Aeon things to give to statues to upgrade mm -hmm. God statues, because whatever. And uh, I've been finding things and cute story and um the puzzles they're not i haven't run into into i hope they get more challenging i like a good puzzle like skyrim do, do get oh, good because so far it's just like oh a plus b equals c 
Yeah, I know. At the beginning, when somebody first told me, like, oh, yeah, it has puzzles, and I started the game, like, really? You call this a puzzle? This isn't a puzzle. I played Skyrim. I know what a puzzle is. Let's go back down to the Dwimmer constellations. <laughs> um, but no, there are harder puzzles, definitely. As you go on, they get harder. Good. Um, but I feel like one of the things, it's a bit of an... If there's like one big negative about Genshin, I would say it's a bit of an information overload at the beginning. And it's a bit daunting. Like you have all these elements that, you know, they all affect each other and they combine. Like if you do, if you have a fire and lightning character on your party and you combine those two, it kind of makes explosives and that's really cool. Um, and... And then it has like all the different currencies. Like we have, like we said earlier, crystals and we said primal gems. But then we also have masterless star glitter and we have masterless stardust. Oh god. <laughs> and then I saw like there's something called like ascension. So it's got it's got all the standard gotcha game grind things in it. So if you yeah. like a good grind and you want something to sink your teeth into, or be Genshin Impact has you. It's gorgeous. It's polished. Like, I... I, No qualms. I've only had one bug, and it was because I was purposely derping. So... <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I was doing a gliding thing, and I glided into the abyss of a dungeon thing that I was doing. And I just kept going. And then eventually the screen reloaded and it said, here you go, you're at the respawn. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> but um, The bug that I've, bugs that I've been seeing, a little bit, not overly noticeable, is the speech bugs um, that sometimes they, for example, if you're playing a girl, they'll refer to you as a boy. Um, also that... Um, it sometimes whatever they're saying doesn't add up with what it says in the writing. So the um, translation. The, yeah, it's some of those things are, or they just skipped one and they're one ahead and then they repeat it twice. It's like, okay, but no major bugs, no bugs that are like, you're like, oh, wow, this game's so broken. This should not be out. Nothing like that. Really minor little things here. And okay. the fact that this game is released in several different languages at launch. Yeah is is impressive they they Very they impressive. really paid their they, they they know they knew what their audience was because you could play mm. this game subtitled but a different language for example so if you oh. don't like a voice actor you could change to the japanese or the chinese and get and then for me like i've been doing that i've been playing with the japanese voice actors who like paimon sounds way cuter um, no offense to Paimon stands. I, I like Paimon after doing the quest, but the Japanese Paimon is cute. And the dub, the, the subtitles flows a little bit better and makes a little bit more sense than the English translations. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. But it, it, it definitely takes a lot of focus. Kind of like when you watch anime, it's the whole dub versus stub thing. Do you want to read what you're playing or do you want to listen and both are valid <laughs> are you but, replying okay you're fine to the thing too never mind yeah <laughs> i'm just doing it for you I'm like never mind <laughs> yeah no it's um, all good 
But yeah, the other thing I want to quickly touch back on on the primal gems. A lot of people don't know this still. Um, but if you save up for the 10 primal gems, you get one guaranteed five star. Which that's what all I have done with any of my pulls was I'm just going to hold it and see what I get. So far, I've not been sad. I got Noelle, Fischl, and Sexy Pirate Girl. Beidou, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she seems pretty badass. I can't wait to fit her in. But I have made mine super OP. <laughs> I uh, I have Noelle right now, who's my Claymore art right now. And Noelle is adorable lore-wise. Like, she likes cleaning as her hobby. Like, you know, like when I you know. don't... And, like, I feel like it's a stereotype, but she just seems so... Like, I don't know about you, but I get big Tenchi Muyo vibes with a lot of these characters. Some so it makes like me any. nostalgic. <laughs> and like, she's a character. Really good characters. Each of them have their own lore and stuff. It's it's a good game. It's it's a gacha game. Yeah, but it has story. It has um, adventure. It has challenge. It's, you know, it's it's great. I really love it. And you haven't gotten to that point yet, Sound, but I know in ESO, you like doing VMA. Mm -hmm. You're going to love doing The Abyss. I'm excited because like, like I was a watching solo dungeon thing and holy moly. Yeah, I've been watching people get into the harder stuff and I've been watching people like solo bosses, like giant plants and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. give me this now. And the cool thing is you can do like the giant plants as soon as they unlock at a certain point, raw bosses unlock and they pop mm -hmm. up everywhere and they'll unlock when you're still under leveled. If I you level that. up your adventure rank. I found, that, I found that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you play it smart, the majority of those bosses, you can still manage to defeat. I, so I found a frost plant. And oh, that one's a pain. So the, the mechanics weren't hard. It was the amount of damage and getting the timing. Mm -hmm. So... And my characters at the time didn't have anything upgraded and they were just like level five. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I spent like I have so many of like those XP buff things that I've been collecting. Mm -hmm. I've just been kind of like not really investing in that. I've just been more like wandering around. Like I could probably sit there and, and bump everybody, get to max and do what I'm supposed to do. But <laughs> no, it's just talking too about getting though there's something else um so right now i think your characters you can get yours to level 20 right now mm -hmm. but as soon as you get them to level 20 you have to ascend them and to ascend them you have to have co have collected certain materials so yeah that's why i'm not in a rush <laughs> to ascend them and then you can ascend them then you can level them up until like what 40 and then you have to send them again and they become harder and harder to collect yeah, it sounds like standard gotcha game grind, so not in a rush. Gotta hold on to my resources <laughs> and just uh, wait till, uh, you know, I have a nice little horde and I can sit there and just go bloop, bloop, bloop and do it efficiently. How mm -hmm. I do it in most gotcha games. Super casual. Don't get burned out on it. Spend zero dollars. Mm -hmm. Might spend five dollars. Don't know. Debating it. There's that thing. I mean, that that thing where you get 90 primal gems a day if you're gonna spend yeah. money on um genshin impact 
that is the only thing I would say just spend That's money on. That's the thing I was thinking about getting, because I was just like, oh, it's like a daily login reward, so I guess yeah. it's not, not you get too some bad. Crystals, you can get primal gems through those, not a lot, mind you. But, and then you get 90 primal gems a day. It's like a sub, really, kind of, you know? Yeah, it's like a $5 sub. Yeah. That's not terrible, and if they keep continuing that as an unnamed sub, then eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, that, that is what it is. But, uh, enough but about yeah, go waifu download simulator. It, guys. Yeah, go it's play free. it. It's free for free, and it's going to come out on console systems here shortly, I believe. It's, it's already on PlayStation. It's on PlayStation. Xbox not, and Switch soon. However, is it going to be an Xbox soon? I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know. I know Let it's going to be on Switch. Definitely. Well, it, it will be perfect on Switch, to be honest. Oh my god, so much fun. <laughs> and it's cross-safe. Well, not with PS4, but with um, the other things so far, it's cross-safe. Desktop and phone. Yeah. Let me see. I, I can play right now on my PC and then turn my PC off and go to bed and played in my bed <laughs> on my so phone. it's not coming to xbox because sorry xbox yeah it's whatever oh and fancy downloaded on the ipad now i'm in real danger zone oh no now <laughs> now you'll just play it all the time then fire emblem heroes will be like well we have swimsuit edition characters now <laughs> get your sexy professors yeah, but do you have Beidou? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I, have decided, I have decided that Beidou is the reincarnation of my main character on ESO. <laughs> oh gosh. She looks like it. She's a lightning girl and she's got long brown hair. That's all I need. <laughs> and she's badass. Done. Hey, lovey. <laughs> well, let's talk about the season changes. Um yes mental health um there's chronic conditions and then there's seasonal conditions uh both are affected by several different environmental factors with us coming to the season change whether you're in northern or southern hemisphere the season changes always affects mental health differently so for example if it's getting colder where you're at be aware people may get the the seasonal blues and hotter people make it seasonal temp uh tempers so no it's no joke like uh when you get hot you get angry <laughs> but yeah. uh but seasonal uh, red seasonal blues and seasonal reds exactly <laughs> but uh especially with like being mentally aware and mental health with this particular year being so hard for everybody we just all need to just take a moment big breath and you know it's out. okay if you're not if you're feeling down if you're feeling demotivated it's all right you are human it is perfectly fine it is perfectly normal you don't have to be embarrassed if you need mm -hmm. somebody to talk about reach out reach out to your friend reach out to somebody that can help you um don't keep it all to yourself and Eating if you need it something doesn't yeah. help and there's plenty of professional service options out mm -hmm. there. There's plenty of free resources out there. Whether if you have healthcare providing insurance or not, depending on what country you're in. You have 
resources available. If you feel overwhelmed by resources, find someone that you can talk to that you feel comfortable. Be like, hey, I have this problem. I don't want to burden you. Could you help me find resources? Like, sometimes you just have, like, consent is everything when you're communicating with somebody about mental health. Uh, you, you'd be like, knock on the door, say, hey, I want to talk about this. Is this okay? You know, if they consent, great, you've gone on to the next step and then you can lay out boundaries you as somebody who's being approached by someone who wants to talk about mental health need to be firm about your personal boundaries though that's one thing that a lot of fixers get wrapped up in where they don't set up boundaries for themselves and then they stretch themselves too thin from everybody else and then they go down in their own problems <laughs> their own little rabbit hole and, then, not, and that's not always as pretty and as fun as it may seem. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a fixer personality, I, as somebody with a fixer personality, um, I have ADD and mild chronic depression. I always stretch myself too thin and then I burn out, fizzle, pop, and then I'm gone. <laughs> so, and it's not fair for other people. So I've learned to set my boundaries and I've learned to communicate more effectively so that I'm not just a better human being for myself, but I'm a better friend. I feel mm -hmm. not to brag. But that's my humble brag improvement that I did for myself. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like, especially as streamers, honestly, mm -hmm. a lot of people will come to us like during stream, and that's okay. Like, I don't have anything against people coming to us and saying like, "Hey, I'm having a a crap day," and you know, this and this happened. Um, and you could, I mean. I don't mind that at all. Um, I prefer somebody being open to me rather than pretending everything's okay when they're really not okay. But also, I feel like we want to then help. Mm -hmm. um, I know I do. Whenever somebody comes into my chat and it's like, I'm having a really crap day, this and this happened, I don't know what to do, I'm super depressed and super panicky, you know. I want to help. The thing is that it becomes really hard because we want to help but we also don't want to overstep and especially during stream it's harder and often a lot of us also have our own stuff going on so it's like sound said it's very important for you to be aware and set your own personal boundaries and be like this is until where i can go and here's where i kind of need to take a step back but let the other person know don't just leave the other person hanging because they're still going through their stuff as well yeah just be like hey i don't feel comfortable with this um maybe we could talk about it later or here's a resource that i found that worked for me um mm -hmm. you know always give so this is something i've learned with just dealing with <laughs> customer service give the person options when you have to say no the more options they have, the better informed decisions they can make for themselves. Therefore, it makes it feel less bad that you said no. <laughs> and yeah. if you if you don't even have if you have no options, then you just need to be firm and kind of stand up for yourself. Otherwise, then it becomes like a toxic relationship that no one's having fun in. Exactly. You know, the other day, um, I had a friend come up to me and. Um, they had lost somebody recently and I've been dealing with that too and I just straight up I had to tell them look I really want to help you maybe you should um, seek out help here and there with this right now I can't 
because I'm still it's still really really fresh for me too and it gives it just triggers me mm -hmm. and I think they did seek out help from that somebody else and I think they're in a somewhat better place now um but yeah you have to you have to set your boundaries because we want to help people but you yourself are important and as selfish as it may feel sometimes as selfish as it may sound you have to come first you have to put yourself first you can't help anybody if you're not well it's kind of like yeah. two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing it's the same mm -hmm. thing you cannot make good decisions and there's no like that's why like i have a hard time with like vibing with some people because like they get into that toxic positivity where it's like this fake like only good vibes kind of thing i'm like no 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 stuff sucks sometimes yeah Isn't that's that okay thing? and that's okay that's like something we had to come um but and we can aggressively protect the happiness that we have but it doesn't have to be like no bad vibes allowed kind of thing <laughs> mm -hmm. kind um, of thing the way i think i sometimes i think sometimes also being able to deal with your emotions is you needing to be able to organize them because i can't recount how many times I've sat here feeling anxious or sad and not really had a specific reason, like not being able to pinpoint it. And I feel like that just makes it even worse when you're like, then because then you get frustrated and you're already sad, you're already anxious, and then you get frustrated. It just makes it worse. So I think what I like to do in those cases is get out. I know right now with um, the current world situation with covid and everything it's hard to go out but if you have a backyard or a balcony crack open the window um breathe in some fresh air where you are you know simple tasks there's so many simple tasks that actually have been um proven to increase serotonin levels and that can help you um organize your thoughts and being able to actually be in a position where you feel brave enough to go reach out to somebody and seek that help and like let's touch bases as like streamers because that's something we both like are experiencing and have like personal experiences like for somebody to come in and a have that mental need to go in front of like how many other strangers or maybe people that they might not know in your community to say hey i feel like crap like first of all it's brave of you i hope you're fully ultimately remember when you come into a streamer's chat and you say these things it's in public there's other people there may be lurkers that you don't know so be sure that you're comfortable with that kind of information being out front also be sure that the, the streamer has consent with that like do you guys have a history where you've talked about these kind of things on stream before kind of thing like some streamers want that no bad vibes allowed some streamers want to be frank and open other streamers want to have even like they're streaming for their own mental health but don't necessarily want to demolish mental health but they definitely don't want to let it consume the entirety of the stream. Yeah, I think what I tend to do a lot in my stream is kind of, I do it partially for 
the person's own protection who come in who comes in and also for the other viewers in my stream because you never know some topics might trigger them might be hard for them to and might remind them of bad things that are happening in their lives and personally i never want my stream to become like a trigger point for anybody i know i can't be perfect i know some people will just not like me and that's okay um but like what i do is i will tell the person hey do you wanna do you wanna chat after stream like shoot me a dm we can talk and i know that sometimes that sounds like oh they're just shrugging me off but generally like i always try to make the person know that in my stream at least i do mean it like if you are mm -hmm. having a bad day message me you can talk to me i'm okay with it i will do my best that i can to help you if i don't have um much energy at that point i will see if if i know somebody that can maybe help you if i can recommend you to somebody or you know but i will try my best that i can do in that current moment um on stream it's sometimes a bit hard yeah exactly and it's just like like for me it's like let's acknowledge it let's go over options and then let's move on because otherwise by bashing your head into it you're putting yourself into a spin mm -hmm. and you have to stop that spin before it turns into a spiral is like a very flowery way of saying stop thinking about it you have to break obsessive thoughts, basically, is what is what it is. Once you get into a mood, that mood is technically a, a, a path of obsessive thoughts, and that's what causes things to get out of control and out of hand. So you have to do something to break it. That's why mindful meditation is very popular in modern psychology and self-help options because it makes you aware of like this is what's happening this is what's going on and this is why i need to stop breathe and take a moment and realize it's just thoughts these aren't realities and i have no proof or justification other than my thoughts mm-hmm yeah, and you know, if you're if you're struggling, do do things like um, crack up. Like I said, crack up in your window, turn on some loud music. It sounds silly, but turn on some some music that you like, sing along to it. Um, get your frustrations out with like cleaning or uh, working out or going for a little walk or have a long bath, a long shower. All of those things, um, they might sound really silly and really small, but they do help. And, and yeah, and we are, whether we like it or not, we are routine people. We are routine beings and we do better with a routine. So I know a lot like during this pandemic, a lot of people have always lost their jobs and as such lost their routine, only been staying inside. So um, depression is really, really high and um just try to still have a routine try to make yourself do little tasks every day not a lot and if you're not doing anything right now start small set yourself one task for tomorrow one really simple task you know and i can pretty much guarantee that 
going forward, doing this for a few weeks, you will start feeling feeling better a little bit. And like, it's funny you mentioned those because those are actually ways that psychologists have tried to teach children mindful meditations that have uh, kinetic actions to them. Um, sometimes we need something kinetic. Sometimes we need something more mental, like in your head. For some people, kinetic disconnects their mind and lets them decompress. For some people, they're too kinetic and they need to physically de decompress. And that's what's causing their, their physical ailments. So it just depends on which end where you're coming from. Find what works best for you because not all self-care is the same self-care. I may eat a whole entire bar of chocolate and then I have the guilt <laughs> of eating that bar of chocolate, but damn, was it good for that 10 minutes? <laughs> is that a good self-care? No, no, it's not. You know what would be a better self-care? Drinking the chocolate tea and then breathing and watching a cute YouTube video of like uh, some ferrets. <laughs> there you go. So you have to also balance out, you know, is this self-care or is this self-gluttony? <laughs> like, and I don't mean gluttony literally on the food level either. It can be, gluttony can be anything that's kind of abusive to yourself physically and emotionally. Like, you know, playing video games till three o'clock in the morning because depression Olympics and ignoring things. Don't that's call not me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, Luna stays up till three in the morning. <laughs> not that Son doesn't. Son stays up till two, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> but like, we have to tell ourselves: Is this actually healthy for me? Is this good for me? Is this me just excusing it, saying that it's self-help, but it's actually, in the long run, the reason why I'm the way I am? And that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, to really pinpoint is your self-care actually caring to yourself and actually kind to yourself um, and those are things that you may have to have a friend or a professional check yourself with mm -hmm. um, and it's always better to go with the advice of a professional to find good self-help care options and if you don't have access to professional there are numerouses nu numerouses that's a new word uh, numerous resources <laughs> out there that have professional advice built into them my two top favorites that you can get on um smart devices is Calm harm and headspace um, both have um psychological research put into them and have different ways to address different psychological needs at different extremities and both um, have free and premium options so it depends on what you feel is good for you um, but ultimately it's enough to get you there to get you to see what works for you what doesn't work for you and what direction of a resource that you need those are my two top recommendations and then um, you know just general practice of mindful meditation those it's very hard to meditate it's extremely hard especially like with me i have add uh have emphasis on the d but uh i practice at least 30 minutes a day 
And honestly, it's such a refreshing um, reset on my brain that if you have like any form of neurodiversity yourself, whether it's like depression, autism, or ADD, um, I really recommend at least 30 minutes where you just shut it off and go through a guided meditation. And then you don't even have to go to bed afterwards. You can do whatever you want afterwards. It just, for me, it just turns all the noise off in my head. And then I'm able to focus a little bit better. Usually I do it like, I do it before bed typically, but sometimes I'll do it in the morning where I'm just sitting there and I'm brushing my hair or doing my teeth before work or something like that, or I'm making my coffee in the morning and I'm just, I'm prepping myself. I'm shaking off all the bullshit from the night before or whatever social media nonsense I saw that ticked me off. Also, and then... <laughs> on the social media point, if yeah. you're scrolling through social media and it's constantly getting you down, doesn't matter for what reason, delete the app for a while delete Doom the app scroll. for a while from your phone <laughs> don't go on it on your browser you know just ignore its existence and see if you feel better after a month there has been numerous studies and showcases that social media for a lot of people increases depressive symptoms mm -hmm. and if you're one of those people it's okay to admit it tell yourself and limit yourself be honest with yourself. If you don't trust yourself to not doom scroll, you can, there's built in features in like Chrome or whatever browser service you're using that will literally block that website from point A to point B so that you don't mess with it and that you don't doom scroll. So, um, it's, especially like on the phone, it's too convenient to lay in the bed till five, six in the morning scrolling refreshing the top of the browser because you get so many good happy feel good chemicals when you refresh it and there's like a little ping you have six yeah. likes and i'm like yeah, oh, i am validated but you know what that's another thing that i want to touch on with the likes your likes don't make you you mm -hmm. are not a better person because you have more likes or more followers you you are not a cooler person because you have more likes and more followers or something like that that means that do, that, that doesn't define you don't let your likes define you trust me there's plenty of toxic social media outlets out there that get ton of likes and follows and they're definitely not defining <laughs> so just be you enjoy what you're doing with your social media like i feel like a lot of people get caught up in the social media octopusing because they're like oh i'm a content creator i need to be on all these platforms and i need to do all the things all the time I'm so bad with social media content creator <laughs> or you get like these content creators they're like i have a twitter and it's just connected with my my go live bot and it's like i'm not gonna follow your twitter if that's all you post is just your yeah. go lives and like, yeah. like, why aren't you, you're not my friend if you don't follow it. You don't post anything that I want to see. I know when you go live. I don't need to see your go live tweets that have 60 billion hashtags, support small streamers and everything like that. I'm like, just, no, go take, Which, like. Which, by the way, doesn't help. No, in fact, it puts you on the bottom of the algorithm. 
Yeah, don't don't use that hashtag. Don't do any of that. Just put one hashtag that's related to your content. You can put two, one or two hashtags. Like yeah. every day when I go live, I put hashtag like when I when I'm streaming ESO, I'll put hashtag ESO fam hashtag Twitch. That's it. No more. On Instagram, it depends what social media you're talking about. Say, Instagram, Instagram it's is like a the whole driving force. Another beast. But like on Twitter, don't don't use that. And also, if you're using the hashtag small streamer you're defining yourself as a small streamer and you're hoping to grow one day so don't do it don't do it you're not a small streamer you're a streamer <laughs> can we actually talk about streamer stuff for a moment is that okay yeah i think they kind of go hand in hand with mental health I, they do because i feel like a lot of streamers do struggle with mental health and don't say anything because there's there's this thing that has been going around since the beginning of this pandemic that has been like, oh, you know, streamers are so good, they're keeping people's spirits up. And I feel like because of that, a lot of streamers have really felt the pressure. Like, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be here for my community. I'm supposed to stream today. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I need to push, I need to stream, I need, you know? And consistency, sure, is important, but so are your spirits. If you are feeling really down, do a half day or just take a day off take a week off if you really need to take a week to recharge your batteries because just like everybody else streamer and no streamer we all have batteries and they all drain sometimes like you know like corporate jobs with benefits there's built-in pto days paid time off yeah you as a streamer if you can afford that pad it into your work life you deserve days off where you're not streaming whether you're mm -hmm. sick or you just want a gosh dang staycation or even a real vacation like okay let's be real for a second luna i took a hiatus back at the beginning of the pandemic i work in healthcare patient access i was burnt and then during that hiatus i was like oh i'll come back this week this week is good. And then I'll be like, oh, I've not been streaming for so long. I feel terrible. I feel guilty. I would just not stream. And I'll be like, oh, they hate me. I'm terrible. I can't stream because I've been gone for so long. And it, what's the point? I, I guess I'll just quit or something like that. <laughs> and it just kind of kept building and building. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I, I didn't take a time off during the pandemic. But last year... Um, I took a time off. I basically took the entire summer off last year. And I had those same feelings. Like, I'm such a bad streamer. I'm such a bad person. I didn't stream all summer. I said I'd take, like, a little time off and ended up taking, like, three months off, you know? But that, like, it that's normal. <laughs> it's normal. If you have a 9-to-5 job, you know, you get, like, sunset paid time off. You get vacation days and it's it's fine it's fine to take time off if that is a longer time off because you've got personal crap going on in your life then that's fine go deal with your crap and come back later those who care about you those who liked you for you for your content will still be there and those who aren't aren't but hey you know what you get to meet new people <laughs> honestly like i believe it because like the bounce back from my return like, I I wouldn't say I'm exactly where I was before, but I feel like I'm in a better place. Like, mm -hmm. I have more realistic expectations of myself. 
I have more realistic expectations of what to do, where to go. I may have like, you know, one or two bad moments, but I have like a good base of people I can talk to and go, I'm dumb baby and I'm going to dumb baby cry in the corner or something like that. That's or, okay. and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and, go cry. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll be, that's all you need. Sometimes all you need is a good, ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like those who stuck around, because like, I, I didn't stream, but I still kept like my community. To, I, I kept in touch with people I gave a shit about, basically. And I kept things going as much as I could on what I could kind of thing. I got really big into Animal Crossing and I would just play those for hours on end. Like my days off was just Animal Crossing. And that's why I haven't been able to touch it since then. <laughs> Like, I've got this house to max. I got a secondary house to max. I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking about touching back to your expectations, what you said, that's a big problem as a streamer getting super burned out, super depressed about expectations. Mm -hmm. So I remember, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those streamers who came in and was like, I'm going to see where this goes. And I didn't expect to go. Um, I, I, I thought 100 followers was lucky. I thought 300 followers was insane, you know. Uh -huh. um, but I'm not going to lie. Part of me did hope that I would blow up, you know, like Ninja614, for example. I'm going to name him as an example because we know Ninja614. I feel like most people who probably are listening to this podcast know of him. So I feel like he's a good example. And he made it pretty big within just like a year of streaming but that happens to so few people there's so very few people who make it kind of big like ninja 614 did in one year most people take five six years to get to that point you know there's some people who take longer so don't look at the minority. Don't look at the people who got there super quick because there's few of them. Do you do your research and make sure you have a half decent sounding mic because that is all you really need. <laughs> I remember I used to put so much effort into my graphics. I was just telling Vonzi this year I've been winging it so much. I've been winging it so much. I, I, at last year, the, the first two Halloweens I did on Twitch. I went all out on like um, Halloween graphics, like alerts and graphics and this and that, you know. I literally added a pumpkin on my screen. That's all I did to see. <laughs> I added a pumpkin, <laughs> you know. But it's not the graphics that make the streamer. The thing that no. make the streamer are your personality. Are you interactive with chat? Are you, you know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to have a positive stream, a toxic stream? Find what you do what you like, what you have enjoyment with, and just keep at it. The people will eventually come, whether it's slow or fast, they'll come. I remember, like, I stream ESO mainly, obviously. Um, and I remember I was, like, so ugh at some point. Before my break last summer, I was like, it doesn't, like, I have to be doing specific content for people to be interested in. As soon as I do this or that, nobody shows up anymore. Yep. And I've had a lot of people come to me with the same problem. They're like, Luna, 
how do you do it? Like, how do you keep people, whether you're PvPing or PvEing or doing writs or whatnot? And I'm, I feel so blessed to be at a point now where I am at that point where people kind of stick around no matter what I'm doing. And that's incredible. But that's down to just being me, being happy with what I'm doing, enjoying what I'm doing, and just keeping at it. Consistency. If you stay at it, sooner or later, people will come, people will stay. You will build your, your people, your crowd around you. Because, like, for example, if Sound and I didn't get along, we wouldn't stick around each other's streams. No. <laughs> I'd be like, peace. <laughs> I'd come yeah. in. It's like, um, oh, I'll come in and be like, oh, no, you got a weird mic and uh, bye, peace, whatever. <laughs> exactly. But you have to build that, you know? Um, it's just, it's something that happens gradually. And if you keep at it, it will happen. If I I'm, I fully, utterly believe that anybody, if they really want to, can be a at least semi-successful streamer. If they really want to, if they keep at it, if they have consistency, if they take care of themselves, and if they are genuinely happy with what they do. I feel like a lot of people forget that the last half. Be happy with what you're doing, because people can see and hear when you're not. Mm-hmm. The second you turn into a, I don't want to say a plug because there's a good way to plug when you're plugging, if you're plugging at all. Mm -hmm. But when it sounds like you're desperate for something, views, follows, subs, biddies, growth, people will feel that. They instinctively will feel it. And it's not a fun stream experience. And I feel like some people just have to go through it. They have to find out the hard way. It sucks. Like, we can sit here and be wizenly people on the mountain, be like, yep, don't do that. It sucks. Don't Look do at it. Ninja. Ninja Ninja. <laughs> not Ninja 614. Ninja Ninja. You know, everyone's like, oh my god, he blew up because he. You know, he did that Fortnite stream with Dr. Dre, whatever. And and yeah, that did kind of put him on the map, sure. But, but he, he was, was going for... Sorry? I, Ninja was doing stuff outside of Twitch before that, though. Yeah, so. he was going for a really, really, really long time. He at some point quit college um, because he was like, I'm going to become a full-time streamer. And then it didn't work out, and then he went back to college. You know, it's not like he blew up out of nowhere. He's been going at it for, I think, 11, 12 years now in total up until now. So like, he's been working as sports commentary game industry personality for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And streaming became his thing because he wanted to do something genre defining, I guess, is a yep. good way to describe it. It's hard to describe. But no, I think that fits it. Not all of us have to be bleeding edge early starts for what we're doing. You can maybe do something bleeding edge within your community or within your directory if you're like a home directory kind of streamer, which a lot of streamers are because big surprise, the more you stream in the same directory, the more people will find you. And if you're streaming in the right directories, you're easier to find. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. And... 
also another thing that's important for growth is actually networking now it's a thin line a lot of people don't like to use the, the thing networking but i always say hang out in people's streams that are streaming around the same directory that you are but people that you can actually see yourself liking and hanging out with like off of stream doing things together off of stream you know like sound and i (laughs) for example i i I hang out in sound stream god i've been really bad at i'm sorry um (laughs) um i usually hang out in sound stream and uh she comes to mind uh, you know and I don't think we'd be hanging out in each other's streams if we didn't like it, but that's still networking. That still goes into the kind of networking, but network to make friends, not just to make business contacts. Because if you're yeah. just ne- networking to make business contacts, people are going to notice and people are going to find you untrustworthy. Because, like, here's the thing that people like um, a lot they like to see it when two personalities come together and do stuff together because two communities come together whether Mm. it's a competition or if it's a co-op they like to see it because they want to see their their person play with that other person and it becomes exciting because it's two different people doing the thing like um kpow played with dawn whisper they played the untitled goose game it was so hilarious because like they have two different energies and they're both character style streamers it was yeah. just complete insanity as k-pow would say so it was <laughs> hilarious but like you know you don't have to do that per se be your own vibe and find someone that is your own vibe and have fun with what you're doing kind of thing with it 100 percent, yeah I guess that's the biggest thing with streaming is in order to be a good streamer the the biggest thing is you have to be comfortable with yourself and know who you are yeah and that can be hard you have to kind of find your niche um and you obviously have to be comfortable with that and know who you are with that but um that can be hard and that can take you two or three years worth of streaming but that's okay all right don't be so hard on yourself take a breather you're doing good like it's not a bad thing to be a streamer that's going through growth like personal growth is not easy Nope. it's not easy at all so if you're going through a personal growth part of your life it sucks but when you come out of it it's gonna be good it's like puberty for your emotions and it sucks Did I lose you? Hello? Hi. Hi. Sorry. My mic messed up for a moment. It's okay. (laughs) I thought it was like, this is a long enough pause that it's no longer. Is she okay? Everything good? Yeah, no, my mic messed up for a moment. It's fine. No worries. Um, But yeah, definitely. Figuring figuring out streaming. And uh, honestly, um, 
self-development, I think that's something that's constantly happening. Like, I don't think there'll ever be a time where I will fully know exactly who I am. Because with experience, we, 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 we change slightly, you know? Sure, like, the core, the basis of us might still be the same. But experience does change us slightly. And um, with that, we always have to figure out where we're going to go with next. Like, where we're going to, for streaming, how, how is that going to affect our stream? that's okay it's it's you figuring out and just make sure that you're having fun with it you do you don't compare yourself to others if numbers make you sad turn them off pretend like they don't exist but um, even then they're still gonna eat you up because you can't get the email at the end of the stream but you can actually turn that off Ooh. i've turned mine off nice <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at my monthly stats because here's the thing with looking at monthly stats um, it shows what you're doing is right don't look at your daily don't look at your weekly look at your monthly because week to week can flux mm -hmm. but your month is going to show you did you have a good month are you doing something right uh, if not you know what sucked did that game that you play that you didn't have fun with because you were constantly dying, you know, cause like 10, 20 people to leave? Probably don't play that one again. <laughs> yeah. Just a, it's just one of those things, you know, where you have to, you have to find your Zen. You have to find what you're good at in terms of not just what you're talking to with your community, not what you're you're hitting the go live button with but like what do you actually like playing with that you have fun with that brings you just as much joy that you want to share with people that you could sit there and play and most people if you're a highly interactive streamer are going to want your attention so the second you're not doing something highly interactive with them they're turned off because that's what you've developed yourself to be as an interactive streamer so when you have something like a focus face or something, it can hurt for smaller streamers or people who only have a core community watching them and new people coming in are like, oh, interactive streamer. Oh, interactive streamer isn't interacting with me. Well, I guess I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some people watch for gameplay. Like I watch, I would say most of my watching Unless it's like a special case, like somebody that I totally vibe with or want to chat with. I don't play with. gameplay. I, I juggle pumpkins. That's the extent of my gameplay. I like to watch gameplay and I like to listen to just chatting. I'm a very quiet lurker unless i am got like a day off and I'm having some mimosas or something. <laughs> but, yeah, same. I'm always lurking. And then people are like, you never come. I'm like, well, I kind of do. I just treat you as a podcast, bro. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> oh, you got a hype train. Like, I remember the other day, we were like, Code, you need to turn Luna's stream on. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> like, that's the most silly our Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, keep at it, guys. If you're a streamer, keep at it. Don't, don't compare yourself to others you're doing fine just keep on doing what makes you happy and you'll and growth will come by itself sooner or later 
And if you're not a streamer and you're feeling a little bit blue, try some of the coping, um, I was going to say mechanisms, it's not that. Try some of the coping methods that are out there, like turn on some music that just makes you happy. Make a good playlist, sing along to it, turn it up. Um, do some workout if that helps. Have a long bath or a long shower. Just do things that make you feel good. But forgive yourself if it doesn't. Realize this is chemical and you're not a broken bad person because your chemicals get to you. Yes. 100%. Get, get the care you need. And if you don't know how to get the care you need or the resources you have available, find someone with big brain, small picture, get you there, little words, find care, <laughs> feel good. <laughs> But I think that was a pretty successful podcast this Friday. Yeah, I like it. I really like that we did touch the mental health thing, and I really hope that... I feel, um, like, I feel like it was a good one, too. Yeah, definitely. Because it comes from very personal experiences, and for those who you don't know, we, both me and Luna, represent a, a community of neurodiversity as well as gender and sexuality diversity where we prioritize awareness and development in mm -hmm. positive ways mm -hmm. um so we definitely would love to invite you to that you can find more information about us at the nest.live online I can't believe you have our own website. It's so cool. I know. <laughs> so good. We have a real URL. Okay. We're a real website. Real. <laughs> and uh, you can find like details about our what we stand for, our different core members, and like different aspects of us on that website and the games we play. Because ultimately, we're just gamers that want to have fun and, you know, not feel as crappy <laughs> yeah so but we we really would invite you to come check this check us out if you're liking these podcasts you're definitely gonna like our our community there <laughs> yes you are it's great stop by sometimes say hello or don't or lurk you know <laughs> <laughs> absorb the awesomeness absorb the awesomeness <laughs> i like that but my name is Sound, and I'll be sounding off. You can find me on most social platforms as Sounds Not Straight with the number eight. And I'm Lunaromi, and you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as Lunaromi, believe it or not. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in. We love you, and stay cool. We'll see you next time on October 30th for a spoopy, spoopy Halloween Eve special edition where we'll probably talk about the start of November because it'll be past November Halloween when it gets released. <laughs> <laughs>